What is up, headbangers? This is another episode of the Filthy Beat Inspectors podcast brought to you by Dubstep FBI. I am your co-host, Yessi, and we are excited to bring you a new episode with our good friend, John, who is half of Terravita. So John has been in the EDM scene since he was 17 years old and had a lot of great stories to tell of his touring days as Terravita. He even talked about what the EDM scene was like 20 to 30 years ago, so... I think you guys will really enjoy this episode. And we also turned it into a drinking game. So excuse the long pauses in this episode because anytime we said a disciple or an adventure club, we had to take a drink. So, all right, well, before we jump in, just wanted to mention that we just launched some stickers on the site. One of them saying, riding rails just like I ride your mom. So mom, if you're listening to this episode right now, please forgive me. We also got two other stickers on the site, so be sure to head to dubstepfbi.com and check them out. Guys, these are flying off the shelves, so better snag yours before they sell out. All of our podcasts and vlog premieres can be found on EDM Central Hub stagehoppers.com. So go give them a follow and show them some support, and we will see you all on the flip side. from uh i live in los angeles la what what's it like out there what's going on uh you know i gotta be honest i don't leave the house much yeah. like it's here to the airport or like to dinner and that's it so. yeah hey that's been me for the last two weeks I've, um, i got covid uh a couple weeks ago so and I. I you did okay yeah. yeah so we are on the same struggle bus right yeah, now. yeah i um and I'm, I'm fully i'm fully vaccinated too Mm-hmm. So Me it was too. Like, I was like, oh, this this is a thing now. Good. Yeah. I got it in Denver. Okay. Well, that's where I got mine too. <laughs> Foam Wonderland? <laughs> Not at Foam Wonderland, right, but at the yeah, church that's, nightclub. <clears throat> that's where I got it. Um, God damn. Yeah. LA is, um, LA is kind of getting a little scary. Yeah. Didn't they go on lockdown briefly? Yeah, for sure. But like, it's more like the homelessness crisis is getting like, insane it's like you wow. go to that didn't used to have homeless people and it's just like 10 cities so it's i can't really even really imagine because it's sad I, it's hard yeah. to look at like it's just it's not i don't know it's and, i mean i don't know what anybody expected you know what i mean it's like you get a year and a half two years of no work for most people and we already had a bad enough homeless problem as it is and now it's like people that shouldn't be homeless are homeless so, and during a pandemic, yeah, nonetheless. Sure. there's no resources. So it's like, what are they supposed to do? And you've got all like the homeowners pissed because they're bringing down the property values and like doing all this other stuff. So it's this constant fight between like humanitarian effort and people who just want their places to be nice. And yeah. it's like, all right, well, there's no happy medium. So, yeah, we're kind of seeing the same issue here in Denver not in as politics. well. <laughs> There you go. You're in music, not politics. <laughs> cheers to that. Yeah, yeah cheers Wait, to that. Are we, all, are we all drinking wine? We're drinking wine. Is do you want to help yourself? Do I have, can I go? 
Yeah, go for I'm it. Gonna, I, I feel like glass. if we're drinking wine, we're going to have like <laughs> yeah. chat and we're drinking. I'm going to have This space. is a casual interview. It's, it's happy a, hour where I've we are. My so. wine fridge, like right here. So. Oh, you, you got one in the office? Let's oh, yeah. Go. Hold on. Let All right. What I type of wine, though? I'm drinking this. Malbec. No. I'm drinking that Costco it's box wine. Right over here. <laughs> with my little on top. I like your office. You got some plants in there. Plant City. The plants are important all these guys and then i've got a bunch hanging up here oh i love that yeah help yourself to some wine i'm gonna go get a bottle and a glass yes please do help yourself <laughs> meanwhile all right we're in action hey oh, oh look what we got sparkling red still open from last night so hell yeah Ooh. have to finish it you can't just let it go bad right cheers cheers <laughs> Hell, we could even turn this, we could even turn this into a drinking game if you wanted. <laughs> Honestly, I already have an idea. Anytime we say disciple, you have to drink. Oh boy. Or adventure club. Oh boy. Okay. I feel like I'm in trouble. Wait, do we, how about we all have to drink whenever yeah. you say that? Okay, words. whoever says, that's, so the drinking the rules? rules are, yeah, whoever says disciple or adventure club, we all have to drink. Okay, deal. Okay. I brought I up an extra bottle from the fridge. So. <laughs> an extra I'll go get my bag it of wine. I might have to get my bottle of wine. <laughs> I've only got, I've got too much wine in the house. So got to drink. I love something. that. I don't think Wine's there's. kind of like my, uh, my hobby. So. I don't think there's such thing as too much wine. No, there's not. Not in my opinion. Mm-mm. My mom taught me that. I like your mom. Best friends. <laughs> Shout out to Cindy. <laughs> Yeah, my family are more into tequila, so there's no okay. such thing as too much tequila in my family. There is for me, for sure. There's too <laughs> yeah. much tequila. Same. I learned my limit in college. All right. So, what's yeah. the worst? What? Tell us a story of tequila. Like, what's your worst? What's the worst story that you ever had? Well, well the problem with tequila, with tequila stories is you rarely remember them. So, <laughs> True. I mean, I don't. I, I honestly don't know. Like, it's tequila is just one of those things that the next day is like brutal, especially if you're drinking, you know, like college level tequila. It's like, you know, you're in a, you're in a dirty bar and your friends are like, Jose Cuervo for everybody all night long. <laughs> um, yeah. What's worse is Juarez. Oh the God. Jug yeah, I mean, with they, the handle. There's, there's anything that comes in a plastic bottle. You're, you're going to have a bad day. For nasties. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> started on that. One time I paid $20 for a bottle of Bernasties in high school. You know, the plug. He was, oh, yeah. We used to have a bootlegger. So, a bootlegger. In, the pro- in the projects where I'm from, there was just this old Spanish dude who you would just go to his house and knock on his door. And he would open the door and he had a refrigerator full of shit. And you just, everything was $30. And all he had oh. was 30 packs of, of uh, natural light or natural ice. And oh, natural dude, natty light or whatever. It. But we were 16. So it was like, you know, take what you can get. Yeah, and you had the, all the money in the world at 16. Oh, no, right? we would scrape together that 30 bucks and chug that bottle of Mad Dog 2020. <laughs> Mad Dog 2020? Oh, oh yeah. my God, the light blue one. Or the oh. Kiwi one for the most part, yeah. Or Four Locos. It was Raspberry disgusting. flavor. I, I hope to never relive those days of my life. <laughs> ever again. I haven't drank in UV blue since like sophomore year in high school. I have thankfully never drank UV blue. Okay, don't I'm join the club. <laughs> wow. I skipped that phase of my life. You are lucky. Uh, well, we had our own <laughs> terrible shit, so you know, it is what it is. 
or oh, like God, in yeah. i remember in high school we used to drink hypnotic as well we, yeah bad. hypnotic was a thing i worked in a in a bar in boston for a while too and it was like exclusively hypnotic and hennessy it's like always i'd rather have hennessy than hypnotic. no but it was mixed together what it's called an what? incredible hulk i shit you not this is the thing that exists and people would order it all the time ew yeah i said the same thing chrissy <laughs> chrissy for your birthday i'm gonna make you a drink that's hennessy and hypnotic I mean, if you guys want a list of the worst possible shots that you can order at a bar, I'll give it to you. As long as it's not an adios motherfucker. Oh, no. The, the, the <laughs> adios motherfucker good. pales in comparison to these other ones. Ew. Wait, so you said you were from the projects. Does that is that Boston? Uh, I'm from Worcester, Massachusetts. Oh, East so Coast. Okay. It's about 45 minutes outside of Boston. It's central. It's actually a bigger city than Boston, but it's very industrial very blue collar i've so. actually only been there like twice and it to was massachusetts only for... in general no to Wor worcester to or worcester. you've been it? to worcester i've been to worcester yeah okay so you know where i'm from yeah and <laughs> i was literally only there because there was these uh i used to work in the cannabis industry okay and there was these events called the harvest cup mm -hmm. so it'd be like all the growers from the east coast going and competing who has the best weed basically and there's like this right. company called like the green town bean town or whatever cannabis company yep. and they mm -hmm. were known to roll the longest joint ever or something so they're literally well, it's, like, it's, it's nice to know that my hometown is famous for something. <laughs> it's, something it's actually one of the funnest uh trade shows i had ever been to so we literally that, just that's be the smoking. one thing we know how to do is have fun it's like there's not much to do but what there is to do we're gonna enjoy it and usually be yeah drinking while we do it so for oh, some yeah good time wow. good food yes, i'm surprised i'm i'm actually not surprised that you've been there <laughs> Twice. i went to a lot of weird places at my old job chrissy let me tell you <laughs> i like i uh, yeah we, in the cannabis industry we went to all these different hemp shows cannabis shows there was we literally went to like a rodeo and put up a booth at like for a hemp show it was so weird <laughs> <laughs> that seems like completely different audiences like the cowboy audience and then the weed audience yeah. i mean cowboys gotta relax too you know okay that's facts it is the 21st century <laughs> it was so weird but it was fun i enjoyed it and i went to the little towns like worcester you know that's how you say it right worcester yeah worcester. like worcestershire okay. sauce but just no shire on the end well i do have a question that is actually related to music sure. and that's, I mean, I guess that's what the fans want, right? I, we I are the dubstep filthy beat inspector. <laughs> yeah, they're probably tired of hearing me talk about cannabis and hemp. So I think we'll actually <laughs> get straight to it now. <laughs> I was going to say, you just dropped a track with the Bandles boys. Did, yes. Yeah. Yes. What's it like working with them? Um, you know what? Those two guys are just incredible. Like we've, Chris and I have known them since like they're, I feel like since their very beginning for the most part and they're kind of like little little brothers to us and um that's the first time we've ever worked together and it was like a lot of back and forth uh with uh, Chris as well because we don't actually get to see each other as often as we'd like either because of all the other stuff that you know we do with our time as well mm -hmm. um so Tara Vita recently has kind of taken like a more of like a hobby role for us uh, where we can just do fun songs with people that we like and have fun making music again is instead of worrying about it as like a career. 
Mm -hmm. um, so things take longer and like the process is longed out and there's just not, you know, cause we just don't have a lot of time. So the Bandles boys are just like, they're like family to us. I mean, Disciple is very much like a family. Oh, oh ding, 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 ding. Ah, damn it. <laughs> Bottoms up. So the label um, is very family oriented. It's, um, you know, we have like dinners and meetings and outings and we go on vacations together and like we Ooh, do that vacation. kind of stuff. So we normally have like pre-COVID, we have Disciple Week every year. And we'll usually pick like some random place around the world. Everybody goes, the whole label. And Wait, we missed you... it. We missed it. You said the D word. Oh. Again. The D um, word again. Wonderful. The D word. I like that it's not, yeah. <laughs> so we do all those things and it's like, uh, you know, it's very community building and everybody really gets the chance to get to know each other as opposed to just like, you know, being people that, oh, we did this song and we traded files back and forth. So, you know, working with those guys is great because it's just, you know, we've all known each other for ages. It's friendly. It's, there's no weirdness. It's all just, it's kind of like a cohesive thing that just flows. That's why you see a lot of the, the artists on the label always working together. And we do those mega collabs every year. And like, yeah. there's all sorts of crazy stuff that we do, but it's, it's mostly just like, I suppose it's like a, in a corporate world when you do team building, except there's just a lot yeah. more, you know, fun stuff. That's so sick. <laughs> Have you guys heard of Yacht Week? Oh yeah. Have yeah. You guys I mean, we were, we were going to go this, uh, me, my wife, and a couple of my friends were going to go this past year, but we moved it to next year. Because, oh my uh, God. Cause I was going to say COVID you and the, the D family should all go to Yacht Week. <laughs> I mean, that would be very entertaining. Imagine but, doing a whole dubstep we takeover. Need, we would need like eight yachts. No way. Well, I mean, there's a ton of us. There's so many artists like on the label. Of you. We could totally. Yeah. I mean, even totally just off to the top of my head, it's like, you know, between Rossi, Dan, Rob, Veronica, like everybody's uh, wives, girlfriends. Mm. Then you get to the artists, half the, half the label is duos. And then yeah. it's like, so you can only fit like six people on a yacht. But what so. I think would be really awesome no. is at, for Yacht Week, I always see them partner with these companies. I think it'd be really sick if- I'll there bring was it up like to Ross because entire... this might be something that he would be interested in. You know, I'm just gonna text him right now so I don't forget. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we were actually just at Yacht Week in June. How was we it? We actually sent it because we had it booked for last August, and then we were. Where like, did you, know, you go? We did the Croatia. You did route. Croatia. That's what we were going to do too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was empty. No, we're no tourists at all. Every city was dead. Like it was super nice. Yeah. So I honestly don't know how if we would have survived if we did it pre-COVID because the amount of partying and just we were just going ham every day. And I heard that all these parties would normally go till like six in the morning. You start sailing by seven. By the time you start sailing, like we, we would be fully awake. We can't sleep because then we would just yeah, get sure. seasick, you know, mm -hmm. like they were having like two parties a day too. Like it would be, you pull up to the raft party at 10 AM party till two sail to the Island. And then there's like a white party until 11 or whatever. We were like, Oh my God, the amount of drinking. Yeah. That's, 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 I would need just the one party per day. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, they gave us a free just, drinks package. You can like pop in, say hi, leave. Right, I know. <laughs> yeah, literally. They gave us like that free drinks package because we were mm -hmm. planning on just getting a refund. But they were like, hey, instead of getting a refund, we'll upgrade you to a catamaran. And then we'll also give you a free drinks package. So we get on the yacht and it's like 20 bottles. And we're all just kind of like, this is insane. We're not going to finish all this. 
it, we had two that, days too. we had two days left and yeah we had already finished all the alcohol and we had to go buy some more at one of like the local that tends markets. to be how that works i like it when you're at the store with a bunch of friends you're like well we couldn't possibly need more than this 7 p.m rolls around and it's like well yeah. who's going so have you partied in europe at all like what are your Europe? Yeah, for stories? sure well so i um terra Vida was um our like original first act and then in the middle somewhere we we originally only did drum and bass um and this was back in like the early 2000s so um, oh wow my first record came out in 2006 wow so um before that we were promoters in boston and we just threw drum and bass shows and did all that kind of stuff and then we kind of got locked into a less than ideal record deal um so uh, it was exclusive so we couldn't do anything else anywhere else and like the releases were just backed up so we started a whole nother act and we we did a this was when like the blog house thing was cracking so we we had a whole nother group that we did all just electro house and oh uh, yeah the it was, electro it was called hot pink delorean Okay. <laughs> and oh, we <laughs> we played in europe pretty much exclusively like so we were over there constantly our management was in england wow and, um, so we yeah spent a lot of time in france sweden like that area belgium mm. uh austria did you ever go to boots house mm, yeah i played at boots house yeah oh yeah, yeah, so yeah. sick we've been dying to go to boots though. house so that was that was a that was actually a disciple show i think Dude, that's so sick. Oh, uh, okay. yep. yeah. <laughs> I'm like dreaming about Cologne. Yeah, because it was us and um, Virus Syndicate. I'm barely alive, I think. So, yeah, we're on, doing a little tour over there. Wow, um, that's awesome. Yeah, so I've, I've spent a lot of time over there and it's <laughs> it's fun. Uh, but yeah, I suppose we were going to ask what like a, some crazy story from over there. Yeah, um, or we like were, your favorite country. Or we were playing in Sweden one night, and it was just this like shit show of an electro house party, and it's like you know just sex, drugs, and alcohol, and these kids are going crazy. And I looked down and I looked up, and I got hit in the face with a pair of underwear, and <laughs> I I pulled them off my face, and I'm like, these are these are larger, these are these are big underwear, and then I see this guy just butt ass naked, running up a flight of stairs, like looking around like this with his car hand covered his junk, just like shit eating grin on his face. I was like, all right. So that's how, that's how this is gonna go, I suppose. That's how the Swedish party, I guess. I mean, they party, man. It's, I mean, because we were like over it. there, it was only daylight, like two hours a day. Wow. So it's just like- <laughs> Where in Sweden was that? Stockholm. Uh-huh, anything goes, huh? I guess. I guess we need to go there, Chrissy. <laughs> Add that to the list. Oh my gosh, how it is, funny. It was a fun place, yeah. That's wow, so did you ever play at Tomorrowland? No. No, we've never played at Tomorrowland. But uh, that would be nice. There's still like a few bucket list things that you want to do, you know? And that's that would be one of them, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, we love Tomorrowland. We want to go back for sure. Ugh. I don't know if they're going to do Tomorrow World again. Probably yeah not. that yeah. hasn't been a thing for a while although I mean, chattahoochee hills georgia we're going to be there in a few weeks for imagine i know that there. i think that's where tomorrow world you're going yeah well yeah because you're going with that adventure club right uh, oh uh, fuck uh, <laughs> oh sheesh i was dying for another drink yeah i'll be there with the boys actually chris um the other guy in terabita 
He's the festival director, I'd imagine. So really? He, yeah, he runs the whole show there. Um, and I actually uh, did the site operations for Imagine last year. Oh, so you've been to the venue, you know what's Well, Chattahoochee's new this year for them. So um, That's uh, last, right. uh, forever it's been at the racetrack. Um, I mean, we've been, Chris and I, I think we played like the first or second Imagine ever. So it's been around for like, it's a family owned brand. So it's it's not like, you know, one of the big guys, no Live Nation, no AAG. So mm -hmm. they're, um, Chattahoochee is going to be new this year for them. So we'll see, you know. Ooh, cool. Fun, I'm sure. Is it going to be hot and sweaty? <clears throat> I don't know. I haven't checked the temperature yet. Yeah, Chrissy and I. Sweaty for sure. We just sweaty for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, Christy and I just booked a, a hotel at like this bed and breakfast. It's like this little Ooh. cute residential house and it has like a you spa. Have, like, a little old side. lady feeding you breakfast every morning yes. while you're for the hangover. Not to throw up in the bathroom. <laughs> it's like a typical <laughs> Georgian peach tree type manner. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that makes sense. This will yeah. be very interesting. I'm very curious to see what it's going to be like. But we'll, we'll be see. there with Kezo's team. It'll be sick. Okay. Super, super excited. Cool. Yeah, we, um, we're on the Sunday, so. Or oh. oh, damn it. Wait. Oh, I have to look. AC back-to-back -back or I attend, right? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. Damn. Don't tell me that's on Sunday. No, it's not. It's I'm wrong. I'm thinking of Izu. It's on Okay. Friday. Cool, because we're leaving. I'm, I'm just saying words now. I don't even know what I'm talking about. I got to check my sheet. Are you doing Lost Lands? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And there's another too. fun fact. Uh, Chris and I did the first two years of Lost Lands from oper the operations side. Oh, wow. Yeah. So how did you, did, were you behind picking the venue and like scouting that out and everything? Uh, that was more a Chris thing, but yes. Yeah, I, um, Chris did all the like advanced stuff with Jeff. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, I didn't come in until like it was time to build. So okay. yeah, all, like, we got really lucky. We found the only Airbnb within like a mile of the venue. It's, it's sparse out there. Like yeah. it's, it's pretty crazy. Thankfully we booked it the day that tickets went on sale too. It was like the weirdest coincidence. So we, we were, we're renting a big van and we're just gonna, you know, That's stay the way at the to Airbnb do it. and, and yeah, we'll get our shower. It's hard to get to and it's definitely out there. So yeah. Camping the was a shit great. show. It's and it's a really fun place, and it's like you know I didn't I wasn't there for the last one, so I don't know how they've improved, but I'm looking forward to seeing it this year. So, yeah, this will be the first year that uh, Adventure Club Ooh. is playing. You did that on purpose. I did, yeah. I think it's time Chrissy, to see. Yeah, you need a refill. I think you do too, John. <laughs> You'll have to excuse me while I walk to my fridge. I think I can do this then. Three hours later. Can you move it along? I'm all out of time cards. So, do you have any shows coming up as Terravita? No. Nothing no. on the book? Shout out to, uh, to my agent, Leo, for putting up with us for all this time because he just sends offers at us and we just say no. Oh, Mr. <laughs> Corson. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, what's it like being on that agency? I mean, it's great because, again, it's like it's very, um, it's very disciple related and we used to be with Greek. uta we were with, nope. we were with circle when circle was still circle and then they changed into i don't even remember what the second iteration was it was when they moved to la pitch, was it pitch black no it was um sorry, let's see i think i can't remember cardinal 
Mm-hmm. Oh, Cardinal? No, no. But that, that didn't last too long. And then they turned, they, they merged with UTA. So okay. we were with UTA for ages and we, we were with those guys. But um, like I said, a couple of years ago, I just got to a point where I didn't want to play shows anymore. And I was really actually considering just like quitting music altogether. I like had it. I mean, we've been touring for 15 years. You know what I mean? And we're doing, you know, hundreds of shows every year. And then the internet came along and like social media is just toxic. Yeah. Like, Tell me about I, it. I got to a point where I was like, I don't need this. Like, I don't need to wake up every day and feel like I'm being judged by some kid I've never met calling me names and like all this kind of stuff. And it's like, you know, it just it ruins it for you because, you know, you go out and you spend all this time and you're enjoying yourself making this art and that you want to share with people. And then all of a sudden it hits the internet and it's, you know, six, six million curse words and all this stuff. And they tell you, you know, what a trash job you've done and everything or who they think you copied or, you know, what a piece of shit you are as a human being, or it's like, mm-hmm. okay, we've never mm-hmm. met, but that's great. So we just kind of stopped. And um, that was kind of the point where things started to kind of change for us in a better way, I think. Um, and so we went, we, since we were with Cybul. Oh, you owe us <laughs> another drink too. You didn't drink on the last one. Me or her? You. I, I feel like you're lying, but I believe you. Oh, did you switch to Rosé now? Mm-hmm. A little switcheroo. Oh, um, so we yeah we, we since since we were with the label, the whole label's with Leo. So you know we Chris and I kind of decided that what we really wanted to do was only take a few shows a year from now on when they make sense and when we want to do them when they're fun. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of those for us are the disciple showcases because it's like a chance to get out, be with your friends, have a fun night, play a show, and not worry about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know that you're going to be respected and like. Oh, Everything's... wait, we missed it. The D word showcase. Oh, my wife's going to be like, how did you get drunk? And you've been gone. For <laughs> it's for work purposes. It's work. It's fine. <laughs> We're networking. It's She's okay. Been that for nine years, so. Were you in Denver for the Samplifier show at Summit? No. Okay. No, I only. That uh, B3B? I only travel with the AC boys. And, the AC um, boys. Okay. With Terabita, when whenever that yeah and they were they were just in denver and then vegas right because i remember seeing lays open up for ac in vegas yeah we did vegas um that was just last weekend and then because it's kind of been weird because of covid and all that like you know i had covid so Mm -hmm. they had to go a couple shows by himself christian was sick so uh, yeah how was the denver show was like was it a really good turnout Minus, minus the fact that i got covid it was awesome mood yeah chrissy chrissy got covid from church nightclub church is a box too so like that's it Mm -hmm. you're in there i was at least we were in an arena i'm backstage i'm not near anybody for the most part i went into like a packed green room twice because i had to get something and that's all it took yeah so ours super careful ours is a little bit of a weirder story so we were there for phase one two Mm. thursdays ago and like you know every Everyone showed out. It was awesome. We were just standing around watching him play and everything. And then this kid comes up to us and starts talking to us. And he's, he's so drunk that he's spitting on our faces. 
I mean, I, yes, yeah, you probably didn't get it because you've had COVID earlier this year. I never had COVID, even though I'm vaccinated. Yeah, so I, I think that's where I got it is from this kid's spit landing on my I chin. would imagine. I it was I disgusting. Mean, All the face spitting. Yeah, that'll generally Yeah, it, it, I, I'm pretty sure it was that. But you it's kind of transfer. ironic because, yeah, the transfer. That was like one of the best shows I've ever seen. Like he showed up, he threw down, and then he brought Kezo out because Kezo was in town. Yeah. So that was sick. Graham's also just like a genuinely great guy. Yeah, he's amazing. Love phase one. I love it's a, it's a, for me. It's very gratifying to watch good people have success, mm-hmm. and there it's like it's such like a split down the seams thing in the music industry of like who you want to support and who you don't, and it's just like those guys are mm-hmm. great. Yeah, it's very competitive out there. It is, but it's also a malleable world. You know, so, you know, money goes a long way. There's smoke and mirrors and things that are houses of cards and stuff like that. And I could use six more cliches, but I think you get the point. It's hard too not to get anxiety from releases. Like Yessie and I are just now on the label side of things. Mm -hmm. We're working with Welcome Records now. And it's like, okay, every week, almost every week, we have a new release coming up and, you know, we pitch it out to these publications and we preview it on socials and all of that. But it's just like, it's hard when it's hard to digest when the release doesn't do as expected. Yeah. And then it's, uh, you know, a game of how do we fix it or is mm-hmm. it fixable? Yeah, stuff. Exactly. Sometimes you're, you're never really going to know, like, are we talking about like pre-release or post-release? I mean, it's post-release. Because with, in, with in-flight and all that kind of stuff and the way that promos work, it's like, I find that it's really difficult to get, a good idea of like how a release is going to do before it drops Mm -hmm. and there's also just so many channels you know what i mean it's like how how do you quantify a great release is it how many spotify plays you get is it uh the youtube numbers is it which numbers is it you know what i mean and like how many people have just downloaded the song and put it on a a separate form of media and are playing the hell out of it it's like with digital media it's just like a crapshoot it's like Unless everybody's mm-hmm. caning your shit on Spotify, it's very difficult to figure out if a release is doing well or not. Yeah, we're always trying to come up with some different ideas because we don't want to be doing the same sort of mm-hmm. rollout with every release. So, you know, we're like, okay, well, maybe we made a visualizer for YouTube and post it on there. But then what if that gets like 100,000 plays? That could have gone to Spotify and we could have gotten paid for it. You're never going to win that fight. <laughs> yes. Yeah, At the end so of the day, hard. it's really just about getting news <laughs> from people. And... I think that, you know, combined combined numbers is really like the strength of a release because, you know, if 100,000 people heard it on YouTube, they still heard it. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's it. also like the TikTok That's game the too, part, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. if a million people heard it on some random kid's TikTok. Yeah, exactly. That counts too, right? Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't. It, that counts when you convert. So, you know, that's more yeah. about you know because content is content no matter what you do if you're just a backing track then it doesn't really matter but if people are like oh what is this song that's when that hits so yeah you know, and that that'll usually convert for me that converts on spotify like that's where when i hear something and i don't know what it is and i'm like oh i, I really like this i'll just you know uh my phone does the thing where it just like tells you whatever song is playing out loud so i'm like what is this and then i'll just go add it to my spotify playlist like stuff i haven't listened to yet and then i kind of just go through during the week and mm-hmm. kind of place everything mm-hmm. so yeah. we have noticed that a lot with like dubstep fbi in general because we have 
you know, the Riot Control Radio Mix series on SoundCloud. So sometimes we'll take little snippets of that because the artists mm-hmm. are known to throw a lot of IDs in these mixes. So we'll take like mm-hmm. a little snippet. Me and Chrissy will go like hiking or whatever it may be and just headbang. Like people just love the headbanging videos and we'll just throw a random ID in there. And then, yeah, we get like so many comments of like, what's this ID? What ID, ID. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, a really the song? good stuff. So yeah, yeah. Uh, love and no. hate relationship with TikTok. <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean, I've, I've never even it's looked hard. at it. So. I, no more social media for me. Yeah. I've got people that just do that stuff. It's like, that's what they're there for. It's hard too. Like if, I don't want to do it. <laughs> I can't. Like, it, like during like all the BLM stuff in like the middle of the pandemic, I, I found myself like I would wake up every day angry because of social media because looking at Facebook and it would just be like people that I used to like respect you know what I mean just mm-hmm. with all this like vitriol and like hatred and like all that and I'm just like yeah what is this like I can't I, I can't live my life this way like waking up every day and just seeing all this shit and shit yeah. and then, you know you lose friends because it's like I don't want to be friends with somebody who's a racist like I just yeah. don't and if you think that way, then we're not friends. And like, that's facts. So it's like, I had to just delete it. I deleted, I, my, like my profile is still there, but I haven't looked at Facebook in a year and a half. Yeah. Except for like, I think I had to log on for some merch thing to like fix a link or something once, but I just can't do it. Then TikTok is just another one of those things that I'm like, sure, I've seen some funny videos from it, but like, I'm not downloading another one of these things. Mm-hmm. This is not it's easy. hard to like us being you know, in the social media profession, like yeah, we get you have to, to run social media. Like I'm trying so hard to not let it get to me when a post that we make doesn't get a lot of engagement relative mm-hmm. to our other posts. Well, I mean, and that's also algorithmic, you, you know what I mean? That's not necessarily yeah. the content's fault. It's like Facebook is pay to play. Like And Instagram too. Yeah, well, Instagram, Facebook bought it. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's all the same shit. It's, if you're not pumping money into their system, you're not, your stuff's not going to get seen. It's just fact. Yeah. yeah. And then they're like, here's a $10 ad credit. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Well, and that's thanks. why a lot of the, the social media marketing has shifted to other platforms. You know what I mean? And uh, a lot of money's going back into uh, actual, you know, PR services and stuff like that. So, yeah. you know, cause what do you do? You can't just keep dumping all this money in every release just so, you know. Exactly. People- happen to see it on Facebook it's like if people are following your artist in the first place they're just going to get a it's going to be in their release radar so yeah and one thing we have noticed uses SoundCloud is there to hound for stuff anyways so like those the people that use SoundCloud are the people that are looking for things Spotify is more of an ease thing but when it comes to Facebook and Instagram it's just like sure like I've recently had like well-known artists that uh that I know I've gotten like DMs from like a bot for their like new releases on Instagram. And I just kind of looked at it and was like, what? Yeah, I, don't know. I don't know that this is the look, but. <laughs> we know a couple of artists that did that with with Matt, with Chrissy's boyfriend, mm-hmm. High Zombie. That was, I, I do remember that happening to him a couple of times too recently. Yeah, and yeah. it's funny because it was a collab record, the one that I'm specifically thinking of. And I love one of the guys that's on the record. And it's like, I'm not going to out him. And uh, it's, but I, cause I know it wasn't like him. Like it was obviously based from this other artist. And I was just like, this is not a good look. Like, <laughs> so I don't want to be getting DMs from anybody. Like, let alone this trashy, like promotional. It was like getting one of those like sex bot DMs. Mm-hmm. Like, like, hey, I have a sugar daddy opportunity for you. Well, nobody's ever offered me that. <laughs> 
sure. <laughs> he would take it though. Sounds like you would I, take I that mean, opportunity. Hey, free money. A dollar is a dollar, right? I mean, um, some of our friends have actually gotten money when they fart. They tell <laughs> this guy that they farted and he Venmos them. Like, Le- this is legit. No, legit. We were, some friends were visiting this, out of town. We went to, like, no, God. literally. Our friend was visiting from out of town. We went to Seven Lines together and we we're just catching up, just talking. And I don't know how the topic of sugar daddies just came up, but then she was saying that this guy messaged her and said, hey, no strings attached, nothing. I just need you to DM me and tell me when you fart. I don't need you to How send much me a video. fart are we talking here? Like, what is the what is the conversion rate on this? 20 bucks. Like 30 20 bucks, bucks probably. I mean, God, if I could make 20 bucks off my if fart, I could make 20 I would bucks be rich. Fart, I would go down to the store right now and buy two gallons of milk. And- I'd be eating broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I would just... Dollars of fart. <laughs> oh, God. Well, and then it got to the point where... When her boyfriend farted, she could tell the sugar daddy and he would pay her too. So it does work for dudes. It works for dudes. It works for okay. At least it's an equal opportunity fart weirdo. I mean, <laughs> God. I know. Chrissy, we need to hit her I'm up and get his contact info. Thing. Like, <laughs> it's like, you know, I can understand a lot of stuff, but like, no, I'm really into farting. <laughs> No. And the fact that the fact that he didn't ask her for anything in return, like he didn't ask for pictures, he didn't ask for any videos, or like, a, like, a, like an audio clip, nothing, you know, a smell capture. I, I can't know. wait to get all the internet <laughs> hatred from all the weird fart people after this. Since I'm yeah, on YouTube, they're gonna be commenting yeah. like, "What do you mean you're not into farts?" <laughs> Bigoted, Bigot yeah. about fart people. Sure. Uh, people these well, days, man. <laughs> yeah, this is our cue. We have to go into the lightning round now because we got some round. good questions. Let's go. And this is, you know, lightning round. Just answer as quick as you can. Okay. Who's the better half of Terravita? Oh, obviously me. That's Fair. up for debate. Totally kidding. <laughs> All right. Next one. Are you a morning or night person? I am a night person. Okay. Tacos or tamales? You can only pick one. Tacos. Hell yeah. Tacos like all day, every day. Tacos. I like tamales. I gotta pick one. It's tacos. Tacos are more substantial. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. You can only get so many tamales, especially in the uh, winter season around Christmas time. And variation. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I got fish tacos. I got pork tacos. True, true. <laughs> all right. Fuck, marry, kill. Phase one, virtual riot, 12th planet. <laughs> uh, fuck virtual riot, marry 12th planet, kill phase one. You're going to kill Graham? Sure? I mean, I don't really have a lot of options here. I got to kill one of them. I feel like Graham would be better off being killed than having to have sex with me. So I feel like Val is the one that really didn't make out on this. Okay, phase one did just marry 12th planet on Twitter though, so. No, they got engaged. Oh, okay. There's still hope. Well, that's good to know for for the record at least. All right, what is your ultimate goal in music? Oh God, I think I've already done it to be fair. Like I just, I saw the world. I had fun with a bunch of my friends. I made a ton of lifelong best friends and yeah it's i did it so it's that's what i wanted i wanted to just go out and 
be appreciated for you know the what we've done and and see the world make friends and like that we did that so i think i'm good that's awesome i love to hear that you fulfilled that yeah yeah that's kind of where i am at my music journey right now is like now i'm just making music for fun and like i'm writing songs i like i i don't care what anybody thinks anymore it's just like if if i like that like i've been writing a ton i've got two other projects now that i'm working on wow Um, and it's all just like music i like (laughs) and yeah that's it so um definitely like i love what i do but being a performing musician is kind of like i'm transitioning away from that and just right i like to write with my friends still but like other than that i'm pretty much good like on that career thing so now i'm doing you know management and touring and you know uh, festival stuff and like all that kind of stuff and then uh, yeah i'm doing this that's so yeah. sick. That's such a great yeah. place to be in. Like, Dude, yeah. that's goals. That. Yeah, because I'm, I'm yeah. actually, uh, I start college in this month. It's September 1st. So this month. What? Yeah, Congrats. Oh, yeah. What are you going to school for? Winemaking. What? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. So through through COVID, I got my, um, my level two sommelier certification and uh, I'm working on three and I'm going to school. So. It's uh, that's kind of like the next thing for me. Once all this music stuff's done, I'm just gonna go someplace and make wine and be forgotten. And it's gonna that's be so great. sick. Take <laughs> off in Italy in the countryside. Yeah. Um, I think I'm gonna stay in California. I think I'm okay. in Paso Robles, like that, like mid California area. It's super sleepy up there, but super fun and just kind of laid back. And I love it. I'll just retire up there and make weird wines. And, nobody will probably like so do you have to be a fermentation scientist basically um well i mean fermentation is one thing winemaking is you know form of fermentation but it's there's a shitload of stuff that goes into it so it's um the first course i have to take is chemistry so there you go yeah it's uh, it's all science and biology basically it's a lot less fun than it sounds until you get to the actual part where you're making the wine but then you can start making like cool labels for the oh, yeah. bottle and I mean if there's one thing we've got right it's cool labels it's like I've got the whole EDM Mm -hmm. creative Mm -hmm. world at my disposal label wise so we can always have fun with that and then you can have a little like celebration mixer where you pair EDM with your oh yeah adventure club will play Mm oh (laughs) dude okay we better get an invite to that because that sounds amazing for sure do a dubstep FBI takeover there's another person that you guys are friends with. Are we done with the lightning round? We have two more questions. Two more. All right, let's finish the lightning round here. <laughs> All right. If you could play any venue in the world that you haven't yet, which one would it be? Probably the, oh, it, like, it, it's an actual venue. It's not just like a, like a. It could be like anything. A, it could be a festival, a venue, just. I mean, I would love to play at the Sydney Opera House. I think that would be super sick. Wow, that might be the best answer we've ever gotten. Madison Square Garden's obviously like a bucket list thing, but honestly, if 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 we could do just really cool shows in like the national parks, I think that that would be awesome. Minus the fact that people would trash them, which is why it wouldn't work. But true. At the end of the day, if you could like when Mode Step did that um that video with Jägermeister on top of a mountain, or um who was it was Rufus Dussault Joshua Rufus Dussault Joshua Tree Joshua Tree like um. 
I even think the slander Nimmo and Crooked just played on top of like a windmill or something like stuff like that I find to be like very intriguing and super cool and it's or a even, fun way to bring music to people yeah but, or even like Martin Garrix he'll play like on mm-hmm. a boat on a canal but for me that mm-hmm. stuff is only goes so far because you don't have fans there so I think uh, it's not really a show unless there's people there to enjoy it so when it comes to that kind of stuff it's like as cool as all that stuff is and I would want to do that kind of stuff if I were going to play like a show at any venue in the world I think the the Sydney Opera House I think would be just super super sick have you have you been to Australia Mm -hmm. yeah for sure yeah we used to do like two weeks there every year for like with your familia no no just with music hell yeah Chrissy Chrissy and I've been wanting to go to a hard style show out there for so long I mean, that's a good place for it. Yeah, it's Defcon. Ask Leo Corson. Hey. He was the hard I style mean, man. He knows Maybe this stuff. you can introduce him to us at your wine mixer. I, hey, it's the Catalina wine mixer, right? It's the, the fucking upstep. Catalina wine mixer. Upstep Get it Catalina right. Wine mixer. So, yeah. It's, uh, Love it. Okay, last question in the lightning round. Would you rather play at a large music festival or a small intimate crowd? I would rather play in front of a hundred people in the dirtiest rock club in the world. That's my favorite place to be. A seven foot tall ceiling, holes everywhere, holding the place up, cardboard walls, one small stage, no lighting, killer sound system. Sounds like bass ops to me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's my ideal show. There's a place in Boston called the Middle East. Uh, where shows and that is like the epitome of the room that I'm talking about it's just like this dirty old punk rock club and it's just the vibes in there are incredible oh that's so cool you're like when you're here with like people and everybody's losing their shit like that's that's music when you're at a you know EDC or something like that you're yeah you're playing in front of 50,000 people but like I'm three football fields away from a single person I can't see if anybody's having fun. I can't, you know, you see crowd movements and stuff here and there, but like, there's no, you don't get that energy when you're performing. And you do, most of them are not even there for you specifically. They're yeah, just no, there they're for just the festival experience. Which is great. Don't get me wrong. But like, for me, that energy, like in like a small crowd, it's just, you, you can't beat that. I mean, I saw Armin Van Buren at the Fillmore here in Denver in 2013, I think it was. That's probably the small one of the smallest crowds that he'll ever play for again. For sure. Yeah, it's funny because all those guys, like I saw Tiesto in a in a hundred person room in two thousand and one. Oh wow! Like, same with like oh, back. So it's like those guys all came from back then, and like we used to just see them all the time at like warehouse raves. So That's so it was, sick. It's funny. That's actually pretty sick. It's like, oh yeah, there are these super famous. Like Tiesto lives in a fucking jet. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, what? That's where he it's lives, always in Aspen. In the air, on a jet. Cool. But, you know, I've seen him in a filthy illegal warehouse, so. Man, you live the life, that's for sure. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, it, it's been a long road with, with the electronic music, and it's like it started in, you know, the 80s, and then I was the lucky enough to get into it in, like, I went to my first rave when I was 17, and that was in... 1999 so yeah I'm dating myself I know but um those days were crazy there was no I I was four when you there were no rules there weren't any rules it was just like people throwing weird shows 
under overpasses of the highway. Like you needed to go to a parking lot to get like a set of handwritten directions. And then you would go to another parking lot from those directions and get more directions. And it was like this secret kind of clandestine hidden thing. And it was crazy. It was a ton of fun. Yeah, I don't know if you just saw the collective that Hellbound and Reaper and Tedder and all them launched. It's called Null Sect. It's like a industrial techno collective. Okay. Um, so they released a video on YouTube that actually was talking about like the roots of, of raves and in industry techno and stuff like that. And people were like, raves only really used to be thrown like day of, you would find out where mm -hmm. they were. Yep. And then you would get like these weird, like, you know, um, ominous directions and there, there used to be like hotlines like you could set up an 800 number and they it would go live that night you'd call it and tell you where to go and then you'd meet the guy with the directions and it was crazy it was but it was yeah, a ton that's, of fun. that's pretty sick that's exciting yeah and you get to like this dingy warehouse and the walls are all graffitied and black light and the only lighting in there is black light so it's like walking onto another planet and it was crazy and then you just got like banging trance in the background and it's like mm -hmm. i don't know what's happening here but i'm enjoying myself before covid oh yeah about 30 years before covid <laughs> <laughs> pretty much because <laughs> yeah, i mean I, I would love to do something like that but like the legalities now like people just take things so seriously it's like you can't even get away with stuff like that anymore. yeah people are so sensitive my yep. god one wrong snapchat and you're canceled oh yeah i mean or changed. one wrong word another reason i don't use social media literally <laughs> canceled if you don't have social media mm -hmm.